Hi, and welcome to The Abnormal Christian. I am Brad Mason. I'm here today again with my wonderful wife, Natasha Mason. Hello. There she is yelling into the microphone. I'm trying to do better. So this episode is going to be a little bit different. We have actually rearranged our setup. We are in a different room of the house. So there's a little bit of an echo in here and uh, we're trying to get a more professional setup. Although I'm using a computer from the year 2006. So this thing I'm running on uh, Windows XP at the moment. So if you're, you're hearing this and you're like, what in the world is going on? So that, you know, uh, we're trying to update. Hopefully we'll get a different computer. Um, If you got a new computer, you would like to donate to the podcast. You can uh, email me at bfmason761 at hotmail.com. And I'll be glad to take a free computer off of your hands um, so we can do a little more with our podcasting. So anyway, we haven't podcasted in a couple of weeks and we are trying to get back where that's the whole reason we're trying to do a new setup is so that we'll be able to walk in, sit down and record. We haven't done much of that. It's, um, uh, we're, we're shifting a laptop around. And so getting the time to uh, sit down and do it gets to be a little bit of a pain. So we're back today. I think uh, we're going to cover probably in this podcast. Let's. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Mm. Why don't you do this to me? Because I love doing it. Uh, so in this news, let's hit the news this week real quick. So the news this week has been that a couple of, uh, in the last couple of weeks, there's been a couple um, predominantly prolific. See, I'm, I can't think of the word off the top of my head, so I'm just saying stuff. But there have been a couple um, well-known pastors and music ministers. I think it's actually two of them in the last two weeks. Right. Mainstream guys who have decided to quit the faith. Uh, One of them had written a book back in the 90s about um, not dating anymore. He wasn't going to date anymore. He was just going to marry somebody. I don't know. I haven't read his book. I don't care. Um, But anyway, he decided along the way after 20 years of being married to his wife that he was going to divorce her. Uh, Our relationship's over with. So all this stuff about Jesus must be a bunch of hokum and bull. So he's He's basically giving up on his faith and his religion because I don't know. Um, he said he went to college and once he got into the GED, GED, once he got into the grad program, if he getting a GED at college, I see why he quit. But he's getting into his grad program and while he was in college, he was just, I guess his faith was taken away and they were able to prove to him that God wasn't real. So we had that a couple of weeks ago. And then I believe last week we had a guy who went, uh, was at... Um, was it Bethel or Hillsong? Do you remember? Hillsong, I believe. Hillsong, Australia. The Australia, it was Australia. Uh, but Hillsong, Australia, one of their music guys um, decided to uh, quit the church and uh, kind of put his faith in the behind him. And he made a he made a thing out of it, you know. And people were kind of getting bent out of shape because he was well known, um, saying, "Why are you leaving the faith?" And you know, he's just. Uh, basically saying, I've got to go off and find what I believe. And, and the funny thing is with him is he said, uh, you know, I want to leave the church and I want to focus more on love and forgiveness and charity. And I'm like, those are all things that the church is supposed to be doing. What do you mean you're going to leave the church to go do those things? What were you doing all along? Because that's the core of Christianity is faith, love, and hope. That's the core of everything, right? I mean, that's what we're supposed supposed to be about. So anyway, we've got a couple of these guys who are bailing out. They've decided that Christianity, again, is no longer important in their lives and that uh, apparently the sacrifice of Jesus is questionable and it wasn't good enough, you know. Um, so the real question is, um, 
Why is this important? Well, yes, that's that's a good question. Um, But I think a lot of people, they look at it and they say, well, you know, there's the people who, if you you know anything about this podcast or you know anything about us, we believe in what is termed as eternal security. Now, that word and that phrase is not in the Bible, but eternal life is. Um, And eternal life is given at the moment someone places their faith in Jesus, in Yeshua. When they give their life over to Christ and they've given their life to God, they receive at that moment eternal life. And the word eternal means never ending. So that eternal life that they have received does not go away. Um, There's going to be a lot of people, I know you're probably sitting there and you're going, well, eternal security is not in the Bible. Well, you know what? Neither is Trinity, but we believe in that. Neither is Marlboro cigarettes, but we think they're wrong for you. I mean, not everything in life has to be in the Bible for us to find the typology or the, um, the idea that, you know, this is what we're looking at. The Bible talks about security and salvation being in the hand of God and not in our hands, so it doesn't belong to us. So why does it matter to these two guys who quit? Number one, it matters because there's a scripture says that they were once of the life. These are the the people who believe you can lose your salvation. They love the verse that says the ones who were once with us and they were part of the light have left and now they can no longer be a part of the light. And so they go, oh, those people were saved and look, they lost their salvation. And the Bible says they can't come back to God because they walked away from it. And the simple answer there is no, that's not who that's talking about. That is talking about the people that walk with us, the people who go to church with us, the people who sing in the choir with us, the people who claim to be Christians with us, but are not Christians. They have been a part of the light. They have tasted of the light, but they have not received the light. So when they walk away from it, the chances are they're never going to come back to it. So when you look at these guys, the real question is, and I know a lot of people say this is a cop out to say it, but you can never leave something you never had to begin with. Um, These two gentlemen, I don't believe either one of them. I don't believe for a minute that either one of them had a indwelling of the Holy Spirit. If you can walk away from it, you never had it to begin with. Now, maybe there's backsliding. I get that. There's a difference between, you know, you know, God is real and you decide you're going to walk your own life anyway. You got saved at some point. You were hurt by the church. You were hurt by other people and you turn around and you walk off. That's one thing. But it's a whole nother thing to renounce what you believed that I no longer believe that Jesus is an adequate sacrifice. I no longer believe that Jesus even existed. I mean, that's a total different scenario. You're, you're saying, I don't believe in the, uh, the Lordship anymore. And so the real question is, is did you ever believe in the Lordship, right? And so the way I like to break this down is um, you breathe, right? You breathe over there. I'm asking my wife. I'm trying. You, uh, you're trying to breathe. That's fantastic. So when you wake up every day, do you have to think about breathing? No, no, you don't have to think about breathing. It is an automatic response. Your body automatically does it. It's part of when a baby comes out of its mother, it's the first thing it does is try to breathe because that's what we do. It's a natural reaction to our life is breathing. Um, If you ever woke up one day and you said, I no longer believe in breathing, I'm not going to do it anymore. And you held your breath. Would you be able to hold that? Would you be able to make that happen? No, no, you would be for a while. You know, you would turn purple and blue. You might pass out, but you would start breathing again because it's a natural response to your body. It's what your body does. It knows it needs oxygen to have life. Now, let's apply the same idea and the same logic to the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in Jesus. Right. So if you're indwelt with the Holy Spirit and you're sealed by God till the day of redemption, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, which the Bible says it is, um, it is like breathing. There's nothing you can do to undo that. That is a natural occurring phenomenon. You can't undo that. So if you're in that, 
Do you believe you're going to be breathing tomorrow? I, mean, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, by all chances, it looks like you probably will. I mean, so we're hoping we're breathing tomorrow, right? Um, so when you look at these guys who walk away from the faith and they say, I no longer believe, you cannot disbelieve in something that you that you truly believe. There's no way you could not believe in Jesus if you have received the Holy Spirit of God. You can't undo that. You're not going to, maybe you can lie to yourself and say, I don't believe it anymore. I don't know. But the, the point is, is that they're walking away from something and they're renouncing it. And they're saying, I don't believe in, in this Jesus anymore. I believe all of his concepts that we need love, faith, hope, and charity. But I don't like, I don't want to be a part of this organized religion or um, this body of Christ because I just don't believe it. And so the truth is, is if you've been changed because the Lord, when he dwells in us, he changes us from the inside out. The Bible says he creates in us a, a new heart. He puts uh, different thoughts in our head. He, he changes the very nature of who we are. And if we have been changed completely and thoroughly through, as long as some of these guys, the guy wrote this book back in the 90s, 20 years, 30 years ago, if you have been in, enveloped, if you have been in, in the word of God and you have been in the will of God and you have been in the body of Christ, there's no way you could ever walk away from that because you would know there is no life outside of that. You would know that. And if you don't know that and you can easily walk away from it, you never accepted that life to begin with. Does that make sense? Yes. I mean, it's, and I'm not, I'm not trying to come out from the preachy side to say, Hey, people don't backslide. Absolutely. They do. I've heard of the people who go back to drinking and people who go back to womanizing and people who run off and do a lot of things. And they always, you know, you always see them back in church and they always say the Lord went after me and he brought me back and he was not going to let me run off and, and you know, be it. But it's generally not. You're not thumbing your nose at God. Right. And then I'm going to go backslide. It's and like just something that happens. Correct. And that's, I think that's the second point I want to make is if these gentlemen were truly a part of the body of Christ and they love the people that were in these churches, right? They want to leave. They want to go out and do love and charity and hope and all that. If they really believe that they would walk away quietly and they would not make a stink out of it. They wouldn't say hard. They wouldn't promote themselves. The one guy said, you know, I don't know why people are attacking me. I've got 4,000 followers on Twitter. <laughs> Sorry, that's my noise of like, really? You got four, congratulations. You got 4,000. Jesus had 12 to walk with him and he never turned away from what God had said. You had 4,000 and you had to make sure that they all knew that you no longer wanted to be a part of the body of Christ. What are you trying to accomplish? It's his own self-importance. Exactly. You're striking out against something that I don't know if somebody hurt his feelings or if somebody hurt him or whatever, but he's striking back out. He wants people to know. And so from these two instances, now that the reason this aggravates me uh, extremely is because I know how the media works and how the world works. And when we lose one person, they latch on to that. If you have one preacher who does something crazy, right? So we had, uh, let's go back to the eighties. We're going way back. Uh, Jimmy Swaggart and who was the other guy? PTL, um, Jim Baker, Jim Baker. So you got these two guys on TV and they're, they're raising funds and they're, you know, uh, they're just going on and, um, they're really giving God a bad name. And when the world's, when they finally got caught doing what they were doing, the world was like, aha, look, see all Christians are bad because of these two guys. This is a perfect example of these hypocrites, you know? Um, and it's just like, mm, you know, there's, there are two people out of, millions on the planet who who we admit we don't walk in a perfect 
life yet, um, but they're not the go-to model. And so that's the, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not a Christian, that is my advice to you. That would be my encouragement to you is that these two gentlemen who've quit in the last two weeks, those are not the typical Christians. That's not your typical reaction to Christianity or, or having a relationship with God. Um, but I will say this, the scripture says, blessed are those who endure, right? Because the Bible says that this race that we're in, it's the life that we live is a race and that it, there's a blessing for those who endure to the end because, yeah, not everybody is going to walk that walk. There are going to be people who are going to abandon it on the, along the way because they never had that life to begin with. So, um, But I think people try to equate a man and say that that's a representation of God. And I don't think that that's fair right or accurate well I, I agree with you on that i don't think it's fair and accurate we can't we look at our lives and we try to live a christian life we try to live not even that we're trying to live a godly life trying to live a holy life i'm not trying to live any kind of um, life set out by a denomination or a church or a religious group I, I don't care about any of that all i want to do is live holy before god and i know i mess up along the way uh, but that's part of being a believer and that's part the world needs to understand is that we're not god doesn't expect us to come to him perfect he doesn't say hey uh, change your life, get a different haircut, you know, wear different clothes, um, stop doing drugs, stop doing alcohol, change all these things. Then you can come over here and talk to me. He doesn't do that to us. He says, I want you to come as you are, come over here and put your faith in me and let me do a work in you. So that's what he's telling us. And the thing is, is that we're, it is a work in progress. What people need to understand is it's, um, this is not a perfected thing. We receive the Holy spirit, but the Bible says, because sin dwells in us, um, and we live in this body of sin that we're going to have sin in us until Christ returns. And the Bible says that we'll be given a new body, which will be free of sin. We won't have to deal with that anymore. Um, so to look at Christians and say, you know, oh, that guy, oh, he fell. Oh, that guy was, he was terrible. You know, that's going to happen. We know that's going to happen. Um, but the message there is, is that we are, we are representatives of Christ. Yes. But we are not perfect in what we do. We want to be, and we're trying to be, and we're trying to let God perfect us. Um, but there's going to be those people who fall, and there's going to be those people who make mistakes. But there is a marked difference between making a mistake and falling and then renouncing. There's a big difference between renouncing. I think, you know, it's, it's a very serious thing when you say, no, I don't believe in God anymore. No, I don't believe in Jesus anymore. I don't want any of that. I don't want to have that relationship. And maybe again, maybe it's from these people being hurt and that maybe they don't really mean it. Maybe they're just lashing out and later on they'll come back and say, wow, I was, I was really wrong. I do believe in God. I was just hurt at the time. But the problem is, is you're doing the damage right now. If you're a Christian and you're questioning your church and your faith, and you're questioning everything you believe and you want to walk away from it, I would encourage you to do whatever you need to do, but don't go making a stink out of it. There's no need to make a stink out of it because you're going to have a harder time coming back. If you, if once you get to the point that you've realized you made a mistake, you're going to have a harder time coming back admitting, wow, I really, man, I shouldn't have told everybody that, you know, I, um, yeah, I kind of, I messed up. So we're not trying to, we don't want to cast that judgment. I'm not casting judgment on these two guys. If they have reasons that they doubt, that's whatever. That's fine. Go doubt. You know, I mean, it's like me and you had talked about this. Uh, I think I'd asked Natasha last week if there was ever any time in her life where she doubted or she questioned, not even doubted, but just questioned um, whether God was real, whether everything you believed was real. 
Um, there was a, I think I read something, oh, it was one day last week, this guy, uh, Richard Dawkins, if you know anything about Richard Dawkins, he said, it's very convenient that people are born in a geographical location where their God is the correct God, you know, and, and I got to thinking about that and I thought, well, that is kind of, you know, I get what he's saying. I see what he's saying. I understand what he's trying to point out that because people are born in a certain area that their God that they grew up with, well, that's obviously the correct God, right? And uh, I pointed out Natasha, I said, you know, the, the, the few things you don't see, I don't ever see any Buddhist missionaries. Maybe there are some out there, but I don't see too many Buddhist missionaries. I don't see um, Muslim missionaries. I don't see um, Hindu missionaries. I mean, I don't see, you don't see many of these other religions going out into the world trying to actively make disciples and bring people into their faith because they're afraid these people are going to face destruction. They don't typically do that. They go live somewhere and they still perform their ritual acts and they live in their communities and they, they're fine and happy. Um, but there, there's not really a caring about those around them. No. And how their non-belief may affect them. Well, and maybe that's because, I don't know, but maybe that's because those religions don't have any fear of any kind of uh, eternal outcome. So if there is no bad, say when you're, I don't know, you're say you're a Buddhist, no clue about Buddha, I know some things about him. But say you're a Buddhist and you believe that you're trying to get enlightenment and all that. I don't even know if they believe in heaven. But if they don't believe in hell, then there's no imperative to try and save anyone. It's just try right. and be, be the best you can and reach enlightenment, as far as I know. Um, but see, that's the difference between Christianity and all these other religions in the world. We believe with a fervent attitude and a fervent spirit that if I believe that God is real and that he gave his son for me and I have that personal one-on-one -on -one relationship with him, if everything that I know about God is true, then everything about his word is true as well. And everything the Bible says about heaven is true. And everything the Bible says about salvation is true. If all of those things are true, then that means that everything he has said about hell is as equally as true as all the other good stuff. And I think that's that's part of, if you look at the world, the world wants you to accept all the good side of God. They want you to accept the love. They want you to accept the tolerance. They want you to accept the diversity. Um, and they want to leave out all the bad stuff. Don't tell me what's a sin. I don't want to hear that word. Don't tell me what's right or wrong. And don't tell me that there's a hell. We'll use it in movies and make fun of it. But don't tell us that's a, a real place because we don't believe that, you know? And so I think you look at it, and so you live in this world where you have these people who are flawed. You have Christians who are flawed, and they're trying to be examples, and we're trying to uh, put forth uh, the good works. You know, we're trying to, to let the Holy Spirit work through us. But, um, yeah, it's really crazy when you see people decide that they don't want to be a Christian anymore. Uh, I think when I, I posted a video on my Facebook today of uh, John Cooper of Skillet, um, I, I used to listen to Skillet way back in the day when Skillet first came out. They, they were kind of a, a crazy, uh, punk emo-ish uh, way back in the nineties. I actually had their first CD, it had an actual Skillet on the front of it. And, uh, when they came out, I thought, man, this, this is a pretty cool group. I was starting to listen to a lot of different Christian music of different types and, and stuff like that. I listened to, uh, I grew up on bluegrass. Um, I grew up on church music, you know, sang in church and all that stuff. Went into some, listen to some Christian rock and listen to striper a little bit listen to a couple other christian bands disciple um listen to all kinds i just enjoy all kinds of music a good variety and skillet came along and skillet had some really interesting music and over the years skillet went to mainstream if you don't know much about skillet they had walked away from the christian music industry and went mainstream and when they were asked about it they said because there was too much politics in christian music um i remember the supertones uh one of their cds they were actually laughing about 
the Christian industry had a uh, JPM. That, that was the acronym, Jesus Per Minute. They had an actual count that some, they were using. So if you sang a Christian song, they want to know how many times you're going to say Jesus in this song as to whether it was going to get airplay or not. And if you didn't say Jesus enough. Well, that must not be. Uh, no, it's not. It's not a current standard, I don't think. Because say. if you've listened, to, I ain't going to name names. But there's a couple of people out there who keep their head up and they keep looking up. And I don't know what they're looking for. Lauren Daigle. Hey, I don't know. Why don't you listen to the podcast? I ain't trying to hurt your feelings. Anyway, so I don't know if that's a standard anymore. I don't think it is. I think more, um, if you were, think back to the 80s and, and Christian music, it was a lot like that. It was very churchy and you had to say Jesus a lot. And so I think that's that was the product of it. So uh, Skillet, I think they, they got to where they didn't feel like they had a lot of creative control over their music and their sound and their lyrics and they just uh john cooper wanted to get out so they got out and they started touring mainstream with a lot of uh, non-christian what we would term as secular bands they've been on the road for years they've been out singing and doing their thing and i have not been huge i'm not a fan not a big fan just stop listening to them really because most of the stuff i listen to is inside of the christian music industry it's in that circle that i like i don't really like a whole lot outside there's a few groups and songs um, so I've kind of, I don't want to say I've written them off, but I haven't listened to anything from them in a long time. Um, so this past week when the, when the uh, Hillsong guy quit, John Cooper basically got on Facebook and said, what's, what is going on? You know, he, there, he was starting to say the same things we have been saying on this podcast. If you go back and listen to the 20 some odd episodes, you're going to hear us say exactly what he says. Um, so I posted a, a interview with him today on my Facebook and, and he really goes into detail and he literally says, you know, that nothing in life matters more than Jesus. And that is it. The gospel. He talks about the gospel. Love that. He, uh, he talked about, you know, just this idea that people are raising up. We're, we're taking musicians and we're raising them up like they're God or something. And we're, this is the greatest person in the world. They wrote that song that, you know, it was. Well, it's more about a catchy song than it is about telling the truth of it's christian entertainment it's absolutely christian entertainment we're going to bring people into church by entertainment and we're going to hope to change their life for the better your best life now um and 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 it's not saying hey we're going to bring people into church and we're going to preach the gospel at them so that they realize and and people can take this how they want to take it but so they can realize they are a wretched lost sinner apart from God. That's how we have to see ourselves. If you think you're going to win anybody to Christ from any other way that if they don't realize that they're a sinner and undone without God and that they have, they need him, then we're not going, you're not going to convert anybody because the scripture is that's, that's what it's all about. It's about realizing that we are completely set apart from God and we have to reconcile. We got to let this reconciliation happen. We got to let Christ inside of us. We got to let, we got to be covered by the Holy spirit. We got to be washed in the blood of the lamb because we are so undone. And, uh, I think, you know, when he was talking about in his interview, if you get a chance, look it up, it's a, I think it's a CBN. It should be on YouTube. Um, but he, it's a fantastic interview because he is really preaching the gospel and he's really pointing to Jesus in it. And he's saying, I don't understand why we lift these people up and we shouldn't be doing that. We should be reading our Bibles and we should be studying the word of God and we should be following after Christ because that's all that absolutely matters. So, you know, when you look at this, uh, when you look at these people and these two guys who, who in the past couple of weeks are not going to be the last, they're not going to be the last to jump off of the boat. They're not going to be the last to run away. Um, I'm going to say the people in the new apostolic reformation, the NAR, if you're in the NAR, pay attention because a lot of those guys are going to leave, uh, they're going to move away, um, because they're not going to be satisfied with their, their healings are not working. And, and the, uh, 
all that stuff is just not going to work for them. And they're going to eventually get burned out because there's nothing happening. And they're going to say, oh, well, this is just not real. It's not true. I've got to leave it. So anyway, hopefully, uh, you know, uh, it won't be that bad, but we're definitely going to talk about it when it comes up because it's definitely something we have to encourage people to stay in the word of God. If you've not been born again, if you don't know what that means, if you're not familiar with that very phrase, you need to find out right now. Because that is the one thing that keeps you from going back to the world. It is this desperate need that we have to depend upon Christ for everything in our lives that keeps us from running back out to this world. Because everything they have is is a facade. It is fake. It is not real. And it is vanity. Um, and it will eat you up if you give it the opportunity to. But if you will give yourself to Christ and you will put yourself in him and you will let him consume you then he keeps you in that salvation and he keeps you in the will of God and he keeps you and you don't have to keep yourself. So that's really the whole point of this podcast is just this episode really was just to talk about that. So uh, anything else you got going on there? No. No. Oh, she's just a big no there. So anyway, uh, this is Ben, Brad and Natasha, um, the Abnormal Christian Podcast. I want to thank uh, Kevin McLeod is the music that you hear. Um, it's a song called Nowhere Land. It's off in Competech.com. I don't give them enough credit and you're supposed to. So I want to throw that on there. Um, we also would encourage you to go check us out on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. You can go on Amazon and you can check out a book that I wrote called the fire inside. Um, it's really about the Holy spirit. It really covers from Genesis to the cross of kind of the lineage of how the Holy spirit came to be and came down. Um, but check that out on amazon.com. Um, we appreciate you for listening and we thank you and we'll catch you again on the next episode. Bye.